You know how I've been saying for, I don't know, years that ratings and reviews don't do anything for you in terms of chart placement in Apple? Well, we've got proof. We've also got something that we learned on a podcast. We're going to talk a little audio levels because that ties into the main topic today, which is dynamic content. What is it? Who offers it? And how you can use it, as well as the pros and the cons. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is why I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. Everything we talk about today, you'll be able to find out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash eight two three. And as I record this, it is Easter. Hope you had a great time with your family, if that's a thing you do. Also, I want to apologize to all my friends across the pond who have been listening to a bunch of Americans complain about taxes for the past episode. But hey, let's do what podcasters do best and obsess over stats. I wanted to update you. I have been saying this for years, but it's nice that Apple finally came out and said, no, here's the deal. And that is what gets you on the Apple chart. So I'm reading this right from the Apple website. It says Apple podcast charts reflect the most popular shows and episodes available in a given market and are designed to help people discover what to listen to next. They do not reflect all time listening records and are not a measure of the largest podcast by listenership. In other words, you don't have to have the largest audience to be on the, quote, top of the charts. This is while the exact algorithm cannot be shared to protect their integrity. In other words, if we tell you what the algorithm is, you'll come up a way to have some sort of bot. It says the charts measure a mix of the following. Number one, listening. So when listeners are engaging with episodes, meaning they hit play, how else do you engage with an episode? It's an indicator of content popularity. Now, that is, again, on an Apple device. So Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Follows, formerly known as subscribers, when listeners follow a show. Now, they made this not as easy to do, and it's not hard. Just when you pull up a show in Apple Podcasts, it's the little plus sign. It used to be a big button that said subscribe, and now it's a little plus sign that says nothing basically. So, but if you follow a show to receive new episodes, it's an indicator of the intent to listen. So that's part of it. Listening follows. And I love this one completion rate. When listeners complete episodes, it's an indicator of content quality. So listening follows and completion rate are things that affect where you place in the, quote, Apple charts. And I bring this up because they just made it in podcastconnect.apple.com. You can now log in and completely obsess over follower numbers. Now, I do like the fact that you can see when you got a bunch of followers and when you lost a bunch, and then you can see a trend. But that's also one of those things because if you think about it, if somebody's listening to your back catalog and they liked you enough to follow you, 
And so all of a sudden you get a bunch of downloads because they've downloaded your back catalog and then they decide they don't like you and they unfollow you. This is one of those things that you could read all sorts of things into the different stats. But I do like the fact that you can kind of go in and see this information. For me, I logged in, I kind of backed off the date range and I said, okay, on the left, I had this many followers and on the right, I had this many followers and the number had gone up. And then I, I clicked on the ads and follows and loses and all that other stuff and went like, you know what? I'm going up. I'd like to go up a little higher, but I'm going up. And that is a step in the right direction. One last point on this. Please note, they did not mention ratings and reviews. Those are social proof. It's a little bit like Yelp, so you kind of don't want to ignore it. But just realize when you're asking for things, Ask people to follow you and to share it with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, today we're going to talk about dynamic content. And let's start off with the first thing. What the heck is dynamic content? Because I realize that you may not be interested in this. However, as I said in a couple episodes ago when I came back from Podcast Movement, man, everybody is talking about ads. And that's many times what people feel. In fact, you'll you'll hear people talk about dynamic ad insertion, which is true. It's dynamically inserted, but you can do other things with dynamic content. And so dynamic content, what is it? It's where you take your MP3 file, you upload it to your media host, and we're going to talk about which media hosts offer this tool. And you can go in with some sort of tool. Like I know Blueberry, I think, uses ID3 tags. Captivate and Libsyn let you just go in and pick a point, but you somehow go in and say, hey, at this spot, put this content. And so I kind of want to remind people you can think outside the box. For instance, you've been listening to dynamic content on this show for about three, maybe a month. And this is where I'm thinking outside the box. Yes, the ad you hear for the School of Podcasting is dynamically inserted. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of that because you're you're probably sitting there thinking, yeah, I know, Dave, I've heard the same commercial for a month. I get that. But there are other things that you can use dynamically. So anything that is time sensitive you can dynamically update. So for example, the question of the month, when you hear me talk about it, and by the way, you better get yours in because the deadline is this Friday as I record this. But here's the fun thing. The question of the month, it used to be, if you go back and listen to something from last year and you hear me talk about the question of the month, guess what? You missed it because it was the deadline was sometime in 2021. Well, now I'm putting the question of the month as a dynamic element. So if you listen, let's say you hear this episode right now that I'm recording in April, and now it's July, you will hear me talk about the July question of the month in an episode that was released in April. It's dynamic. Comedians do this with dynamic ads, but it makes sense where they will say, hey, I'm going to be at the Chuckle Hut in Poughkeepsie, right? Because it doesn't make any sense to promote a gig that's already happened. So anything that's dynamic. And so that's one thing that I'm doing. And then the other thing that is somewhat dynamic is you will hear the segment where it's me and the plane and it's, Hey, here's where I'm going to be. Now 
The reason I love that segment is I want you to know if I'm in your neighborhood because I want to meet you. But it doesn't make any sense for you in April of 2022 to hear about how I was in Podcast Movement Evolutions a month ago. That's worthless, right? It's like, okay, so what am I doing? So those are two examples of things that are somewhat time-based that I'm now doing dynamically. So it doesn't just have to be ads. Anything that's time-based, you can now insert dynamically. So who is doing this? Well, there are different shapes and sizes, as always, <laughs> in podcasting. The answer is, it depends. So, for example, this is a somewhat newer media host, rss.com, but you have to have 10,000 downloads a day. Okay, so that's kind of meant for a network. Red Circle is a media host that kind of has a weird model where they have a free version that allows you to have ads. I don't know that it's your ads, but other ads, but you have to have 500 weekly downloads and they have a free and a paid version. The paid version, you can do your own ads or your own, again, content. Uh, Blueberry has a pro version and I believe they use ID3 tags. I need to talk to Mike and Todd about that. That's an interesting idea. Uh, then Podbean has things called pod ads and they charge a dollar per thousand downloads because they're assuming that you have your own sponsor, like you found somebody. So they have that. Captivate has a very cool dynamic content tool. And the when I say dynamic content, I'm talking about being able to put them anywhere. Buzzsprout has the ability to put dynamic content at the front and end of the episode. And then Libsyn has Libsyn Pro, and that not only does dynamic content, but it also does geotargeting. So if you don't want to have your stamps.com ad show up in Australia, you can do that. And if you're interested in dynamic content with Libsyn, email Rob Walsh, rob at libsyn.com. Full disclosure, I work for Libsyn, but I'm this is one of those cases where I just list facts. So I kind of try to keep the uh, the opinion out of it. So what are the pros and cons to this? And first of all, let's say this. You don't have to use this. Yes, it's a tool, and sometimes it turns into the the shiny iPod. You're like, ooh, that one's gold. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really, if you're not doing anything that's majorly time-based or anything like that, this probably you know doesn't apply to you. But what are the pros of it? Well, no more outdated time-based content. And again, if you think about it, I've been doing time-based content for 16 years, right? This is my 17th year. So if you go back through my back catalog, you're going to hear a bunch of outdated stuff when I talk about, hey, here's where I'm going to be. Uh, and it does a pro again is the ability to sell your back catalog. And then if you could put up a giant asterisk. And so what I mean by this is if you're going to be doing ads in and you go, oh, cool. Instead of just saying, I can only quote my monthly downloads. So let's say you have, I don't know, a thousand downloads from the four episodes that you put out a month, right? 250 downloads a week, you get a thousand downloads. But now if you are able to add your entire back catalog, and if you get me, I'm hitting towards the con here, you have to put spots in 
all of your back catalog. And the fun thing about that, and this is where things sound poor, is you have to figure out where to put the the little slot, you know, the the spot for the ad to go. And this is where you hear people that have just shoehorned in a spot. My favorite was Jay Moore. He was interviewing Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer, and he said, hey, who hit you the hardest? And he goes, oh, man, that's a really good question. And then as he went to answer it, it was like, 15 minutes will save you 15 per-. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. It was the worst placed ad ever. So if you're going to sell your back catalog, that means you have to go back and go through every episode and put in these spots for your ad or your dynamic content. So those are the pros, right? No more outdated content and the ability, asterisks to sell your whole back catalog. Now, the cons are you really need to pay attention to audio levels, output at uh, you know, a certain LUFS level. And I also found this really cool plugin that I love, and it's from uh, Waves. It's called WLM Plus, and there's a setting there from Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative. And if you've ever wondered where the ladies came from at the beginning of the show that sing, that's from Music Radio Creative. Uh, check out my affiliate link, schoolofpodcasting.com slash MRC. Links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 823. But he has a setting. It's podcast loudness and limiter. And I just love that. And I basically run everything through that now so that I know I'm getting consistent levels. It's not so much like an Alphonic that's going to flatten everything out. But it is pretty cool because you don't want your ad or whatever dynamic content you're putting in there, the where am I now, the question of the month. I want them all to have the same level so that all of a sudden when I go from one section to the other, all of a sudden I just, like, wait, I can't even hear that. Or I, I blast your head off and all of a sudden I'm ratting the fillings in the back of your mouth. I don't want to do that. So you have to pay attention to your volume levels. And one way to do that is in Hindenburg and in Audacity and an Audition, you can choose a target LUFS. So we're not going to get into the LUFS, just the fact that that's what things are measured in. If you're doing a mono show, it should be minus 19 LUFS. If you're doing a stereo file, it should be minus 16. Now, for the record, I kind of shoot for minus 14 because it's a little louder and I'm deaf. And I have found that if you're walking the dog on a busy street and you're somewhere near the kind of target, it's not loud enough. So I actually have mine a little louder now. It's not going to get me kicked out of Apple or anything like that. But here's the fun thing. If you got some time, export your file at minus 16 and then export your file at something else, minus 14. You're going to go, wait, this is what we're arguing over? It is such a very slight difference. It's actually kind of like, wow, I can't believe this is what people are having flaming wars over in Facebook groups. Getting back to dynamic content, I already mentioned that if you're going to sell your back episodes, you need to go through all of them. And that is kind of cool if you do that, because then you can look at your monthly downloads. And normally your monthly downloads are worthless when it comes to advertising, because for me, I'm going to say about 60% of the downloads in the current month came from episodes that were released long ago. I have a, a large back catalog. I have 822 episodes before this one. And so those downloads that happen in this month 
go towards this month's downloads. But yet, I have four episodes this week. So when you've done that, and this is where you go, so Dave, are you going to go back and put spots in all 822 episodes? The answer is no. <laughs> no, I'm not. And uh, if I, I guess if I wanted to, but no, I don't want to, and I'm, I'm not. So, And then the other thing that adds a whole new level of fun to it, and you might have gotten this last week, is I was uh, I interviewed Mark from the Lessons from the Cockpit, and since we we're kind of talking about plugins, I have been running things through the script, even things that didn't sound that bad, and turning on their studio sound. And to make a long story short, studio sound, much like any kind of noise reduction tool, if you crank it up just a little too much, it can cause more harm than good. And as I was listening to it back, I noticed where a couple times where Mark had gotten a, a little soft, and this is supposed to kind of boost the level, but instead, instead of boosting the level, it kind of saw it as, oh, that's not a word, and kind of cut it off. So there are a couple times in that conversation where I was like, hmm. So I actually went back and re-edited that interview and put it back up. Well, when I re-edited it, it was actually, I believe, a little shorter. I must have cut something out that I did in the first time. Well, when you have dynamic content that says, hey, at the 6-minute and 36-second mark, do this, and all of a sudden you put in a new file, yeah, cats and dogs living together, it's chaos, right? So I was like, wait, so then I had to redo all my dynamic spots. And depending on how your system works, in some cases, these particular spots are only put into action when somebody downloads the file. That's kind of a trigger. So I uploaded the new file, then I repositioned all my ads, and then I immediately went and downloaded the file to kind of trigger that. And it was it just it adds a whole other thing. You go, ooh, I didn't think about that. And then that's the last thing I want to point out that I've done that I was like, oh, is this is a new step. It's another step you're going to be doing for your production. And I remember I did the first time I did an episode with this. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then the next episode, I went out and uploaded stuff kind of like I always did and forgot that I had this tool because, well, it's completely new. I kind of had my 16-year habits in place. And so I'm listening to the show and all of a sudden I hear the the ladies come in. Well, this is exactly what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I heard that, I was like, hey, there was supposed to be some dynamic content in there, not just yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oopsie. And that's when I realized that, hey, I have this new step that I have to do when I upload my content. And that's the other thing. We've all kind of said, hey, it's really weird when all of a sudden there's this abrupt kind of advertisement. So you have to kind of think about what am I going to say to either tease people to stick around past the dynamic content or how am I going to have this? Because I don't want it to sound like it's dynamic content. And so you'll probably hear me use more music that ends abruptly at the beginning of this show when we did the heard it on a podcast thing, I started talking as the music was fading out. Well, that doesn't work with dynamic content. I love that because it keeps the show flowing. One thing just goes into the other, 
But if you're doing dynamic content, I need something to stop so the next thing can start and then that needs to end and et cetera, et cetera. So it's just another thing you have to kind of think about and realize that when you hit record, that they just came back from some sort of dynamic content. So you have to kind of think a little bit about that to do a little planning and to make it smooth. Because the other thing that I'm worried about is I've mentioned how, hey, you can use this for things that aren't ads, but you can also then be careful because you'll end up making your show so complex to to produce that you'll end up going, ah, this is too much work. And what I mean by that is when you have a dynamic tool, it's almost like when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, if you have a dynamic tool in your media host, then you're going to start coming up with things to do. And it just, it does take a little more thought now when I put together an episode. So that's the pro, that's what it is, dynamic content, the pros, the cons, and who is currently doing it. And if you are a company that has this feature and I didn't mention you, feel free to uh, shoot me an email. Yeah, I uh, keep finding information that you just don't hear on mainstream media. This is courtesy of the No Agenda Show, episode 1442. I'll have a link to this out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 823. And here all this time, if you ever go to Disney World in Florida, and or probably the one in California as well, it's always like cast members and cast members only and things like that. Well, it turns out I thought they were just being cute And it has to do with no unions and labor laws and things like that. And this is what uh, came out on the No Agenda show. The real reason they have cast members at Disney. Oh, That's all to get around the Florida labor laws. Oh, I thought it was just cutesy. Yeah, it's very cutesy. Yeah, (laughs) if you want to not pay anybody, you know, what they're worth. Words matter. (laughs) So they, words matter. The cast members only has a lot to do with this. And now Florida, because the Santos and the Republicans are in charge, are taking a second look at the deal. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, OK, you guys want to fight the way we're doing our legislation. Let's look at the deal again. And, and Disney is, is going to shut up fast. The other thing I want to mention as we're talking about dynamic and dynamic does mean ads. There are companies that will find you sponsors. And so realize that in my book, Profit from Your Podcast, I mention how these not host red ads, these are pre-made ads from big companies and things like that. And in my book, I was getting paid 0.0017 cents per download. That's not great. And I just looked out at another company and I saw where I had 174 downloads and I made 64 cents. That equates 0.003. So it's coming up. I was making 0.00, basically two, 0.17, rounded up to two. And this is 0.0036. That is still not great. And there are going to be those people go, hey, it's better than a poke in the eye. And that's true. But just realize if you're like, oh, if we could get on one of these platforms where we get ads already, there are they can give me ads right now. Just realize 
that's the kind of return you're looking at, 0 0.003. And when you multiply that by, let's say, 1,000, you will see where that is a whopping $3, uh, better known as CPM, price per thousand download. So don't, uh, don't quit your day job yet if you're counting on non-host red dynamic ads. Everything you need, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com. I've got some free classes. We talked about media hosts today. If you want to take a free class that kind of gives you an overview of some of the top popular media hosts, that's out there, schoolofpodcasting.com slash free classes. Also, if you know somebody who would enjoy today's episode, please tell them to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash follow, and they can follow in whatever app that they want. I've got them all listed there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I do deeply appreciate it. And until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Again, everything you need, just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com because I just realized I gave you about 14 calls to action.